Are you ready to take your leadership and your organization to the next level and beyond? Your competitors will be there before you know it. Today's leaders must perpetually innovate, evolve, and grow faster than the competition. Welcome to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. In the next hour, you'll meet innovative leaders who have become successful at the helm of some of the most respected organizations in the world. And you can become the next big success story. Now, here's your host, Maureen Metcalf. Hi, welcome to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. I'm your host, Maureen Metcalf. I'm the founder and CEO of Metcalf & Associates. I work with leaders in their organizations, identifying the trends that will most likely disrupt their businesses and develop business strategies and business and leadership practices to leverage those trends to create strategic advantage. I'm a regular contributor to Forbes and the lead author on an award-winning book series focusing on innovating how you lead and transforming your organization. I'm also an adjunct faculty member at universities in the U.S. and Germany. I am very excited to have with us today Brad Cerconi. His tagline is From Banding to Branding. Brad is the president and founder of Cerconi & Associates. He's an innovative leader in brand building and equity proliferation, focusing his agency on producing remarkable brands through strategic research, relevant differentiation, and preferential positioning. So here's why Brad is more interesting to me and to us as (laughs) listeners. So prior to his success in branding, Brad was a multi-million dollar recording artist and internationally published lyricist with The Toll of Geffen Records, featuring numerous songs and appearances on MTV, as well as inclusion in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, nationally signed Ohio Artists Collection positioned by Rolling Stones magazine as the world's most dangerous band and the crowned as the best live act in Europe. Mr. Ciccone released the second longest video in MTV history. I'm not sure longest video. It should be second most watched video. (laughs) But that's (laughs) not true. (laughs) The second longest video, only behind Michael Jackson's Thriller. That's right. (laughs) For nearly 20 years, his agency has served international, national, and local companies in helping them find their business meaning while producing leading brands led by rock star leaders. So we should turn this from innovative leaders to rock star leaders today. Yes, yes. So are you becoming a rock star leader? (laughs) Which presumably is innovative unless you're doing oldies. Right. And then we wouldn't call it rock. (laughs) So what I hope for this Voice America series, and for our listeners who have been regular listeners, we try to provide valuable information for leaders and emerging leaders that help prepare them to lead their organizations in the dynamic times we're facing. So if the world is changing moment by moment, and each day is the slowest day you experience, and tomorrow will be a bit faster, the question for most of us is how do we stay current with not enough time to even get our jobs done and get enough sleep, let alone stay up on all the latest trends. So it's my job to help you stay current, and and Brad will be an interesting guest to do that. And my challenge to you each week is find something that is interesting that you can implement in your daily leadership practice. So Brad should be at least interesting to give us something to test out and experiment with. So the outcome of this show 
Brad brings his artistic finesse and strong intellect together to help companies build brands that matter. In a crowded field of branding, social media proliferation, and the dizzying pace of new platforms that promise to solve your business and marketing problems, uh, and I can say having tried some of them, they don't all work as effectively as others, uh, Brad talks about how to make sense of these trends and amplify your brand presence, thereby allowing you to accomplish your organization's mission and vision. So Brad will share his unique concept of banding to branding, revealing the innovative leadership strategies of art or expression, intuition or emotion, and study, which is gap filling, that he uses in capturing multi-million dollar recording contract with Geffen and later successfully parlayed into the Midwest's first brand-only agency that transforms organizations and their leaders through the discipline of brand and wisdom of rock and roll and the fun and interest of rock and roll. (laughs) The discussion will challenge you to reshape your organizational perspective through the power of brand leadership truly becoming one of a kind. So with that intro, Brad, you better live up to this. Jeez. <laughs> so. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. So how'd you get here? Your story is an interesting one. Well, how I got in the branding business came from the banding business. Mm-hmm. And there are obviously living both of them, you know, cumulatively for over 30 years mm-hmm. combined. There are a lot of parallels. Mm-hmm. So um, we just started out by finding what was unique in our capabilities, not what we were great at. Mm-hmm. We weren't interested in what we were great at. Which is interesting because many of our leaders, we encourage them to actually do something they have skill at. And I know that from reading a few chapters in, um, in your books. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that at the time. That was just instinct. That's part of that instinct. Mm-hmm of how can we position ourselves? Um, we did a podcast on this, how a bad, bad brand from Columbus, Ohio, signed a $3.6 million record deal with Geffen Records. Mm-hmm. And how we did was by staying bad. And I'm being half flippant and very serious. But I've listened to your music and you're not. I'm not a music expert, but you're not bad. You're actually good. Good in only our goodness, right? Only the way we can do it. We're not necessarily if, – if we grade goodness on skill or expertise mm-hmm. or mastery of an instrument, mm-hmm. no. But gap-filling, this idea of collaborating and improvising in areas where you're not so good and what you make in the solution that you create is better than had you had that expertise in the first place. And that's what I think the intersection of innovative leadership is in times where we're – called to solve problems that didn't exist before. So there's not a best practice to solve a lot of the problems that our leaders are facing. They're improvising every day and they're making stuff up. And the part of the challenge is I've got to get comfortable enough making stuff up or in the music world improvising. You know, you and I have talked off mic before about this <laughs> subject and there is a, a yin and yang to our two fields of expertise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I love that you just said, are they comfortable enough? Do they get comfortable enough? Oftentimes, we'll build a brand. I used to do it in the early days. We would build a brand and then try to hand it back off. But they weren't comfortable enough to take the reins of the new brand Mm -hmm. because it took them to move into this improvisational space Mm -hmm. like a jazz musician trying to find a minor note. Right. And <laughs> or me trying to 
riff with my African drums, which I <laughs> right. wasn't very good at. <laughs> so my point is, is that they have to have a, a certain bit of confidence, um, mm -hmm. which we can talk about attributes between the mastery of, say, being a lead singer of a rock band and the mastery of leading a corporation. There are mm -hmm. many, many parallels in those gaps of imp improvisation. So early on, our band realized that we would never be great. In the definition of traditional music. That's correct. And nor okay. was it really what we wanted to do. All mm -hmm. our heroes were guys that couldn't read music. We were obviously born out of the punk era, the psychedelic furs and the sex pistols and the clash and U2 in the early days. Mm -hmm. And we're not schooled on music. But back then, the whole idea of differentiation was by being unmarketable and unskilled, you were therefore more passionate, more believable, mm -hmm. and you could take over the world. That was the idea of punk. So we decided to embrace that, but do it our way. Mm -hmm. So how we figured out to gain this confidence that you're talking about in leadership mm -hmm. is I said, I'd like to make up the lyrics every night. I've read this, but how does this work when someone has purchased an album that you've recorded? Well, at that time, no one knew anything and nothing okay. was recorded. Okay. But we still, after we would record records, we never left that. We always improvised. Mm -hmm. And so the improvisation did sound like it was all coming from my creative expression, but that's not true. My cousin Rick was also playing guitar, was also improvising. Our bass player, Greg Bertram, was improvising, and, and so was you know our, our drummer, Brett Mayo, was improvising. The point is, I said, we're going to stop. We're only going to write choruses. We are going to write the hook of the song, mm -hmm. mission, vision, value of a okay. leadership team. That's what a hook is. Well, and that's interesting as we live in the world of agility and we have an upcoming show with a CEO who's with an IT background, so not as interesting as you, of course. But oh, I don't know about uh, that. <laughs> but the whole idea of agile and you can't run a company without mission, vision, values, and you can't stick to the old study the thing to death, build the plan, stick to the plan. There's a middle road now of I still have the hook. Right. And I have to be able to improvise pretty quickly. Correct. And so what we did, we said, okay, we can't be great jazz musicians because mm -hmm. we, we can't play that well. Mm -hmm. But can we do punk improvisation based on the love of words? The reason I got in the rock and roll business was not music. It's like Strummer said this years ago that he fell in love with rock and roll from the nursery rhymes that his mom would sing him. Hmm. Because they told a story. It was the words, like Shakespeare. Okay. I mean, Shakespeare was rock and roll. He was in an amphitheater in his time. I mean, mm -hmm. they were the rock stars, right? Playwrights yeah. were the rock stars of their time. Taking mm -hmm. opium, doing whatever he was doing. The point is, we decided that we would find a differentiating attribute. Okay. That differentiating attribute would be the choruses remain the same, but every verse, I make up the lyrics. Okay. So what I would do is I would study a city, Atlanta, Mount Pleasant, Michigan, mm -hmm. Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And the rhyme schemes would be similar, the melody would be similar, but you would have to wait as the audience member to participate until the chorus. But the beauty is you don't get bored with me and I don't get bored with you. Mm -hmm. And the next time we come back, we're developing a relationship through this conversation that happens in the verses, because it's new every time, like in a mm -hmm. love affair, like mm -hmm. in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And that became our calling card that got a lot of attention in New York City. So we were getting a lot of airplay in Michigan, or I should say the state up north. We were getting a lot of airplay. <laughs> because we're sitting in Ohio. We are. For we our are. global listeners, that doesn't have any meaning. Meaning, okay. 
But the point is, we have eventually made our way up to a gentleman by the name of Michael Rosenblatt, mm-hmm. who, uh, in, in the Psychedelic Furs, we did a demo here in Columbus at Music mm-hmm. Hall Studios in Columbus, Ohio. And then we went and played the greatest unmarketed club in the world, CBGB's. Okay. okay. And we decided that night that we would only play one song for 40 minutes. We would try improvising just one song forever. Okay. Until everyone left. <laughs> so, so did they stay for 40 minutes? <laughs> they did. And it, and it went very, very well. Okay. And some months contract, later, we right? got a contract. And we took this, what I like to say, predictable improvisation. Okay. Right? We knew the mission, vision, value mm-hmm, in, in your mm-hmm. leadership scheme. Mm-hmm. We also knew the players we had inside the team, the culture. So the culture and, and who's that, on the bus. That's right. Who's on the bus, who's in the tent, and how to make that leadership culture or that Mm -hmm. leadership team agile and empower them at the same time. Because you're improving, so you've got to count on It's a brand new product from Apple every week, Mm -hmm. right, every night that way. And doing the African drumming circles, it was – there was a lot of improvisation and a lot of – you had to know the bass, the bass beat. And, and don't fall to... off that wagon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do, there's a cyclic way, just like, just like yeah. American Indian music, right? It's mm-hmm. not four-four time. It's, it's triplet. It's, it's circular music. And you, you watch the person that else you know is playing the bass. That's correct. I hope they don't fall off, too. That's correct. So we as bandmates knew each other so well yeah. because of our lack of expertise that allowed us to create our own unique skill set. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that many other jazz musicians couldn't out-improvise us any day of the week. They could and they did. Just saying when we were coming up in alt-rock and punk rock at the time, mm-hmm. no one was really doing that. We created a gap Mm-hmm. What I talked, what you talked about in the intro, mm-hmm. we exploited the gap as a market leader in what we were doing. And so, tying back to in times of dramatic change for businesses and organizations, the sweet spot is find the unmet need and leverage the heck out of it. Absolutely, as long as your skill set can really authentically match that yeah. unmet yeah. need. Oftentimes with leadership that you work with or that we've worked with, Mm -hmm. they say they can, but they don't take the time to necessarily study that Mm -hmm. to know that they can. Mm -hmm. Then they may be wasting thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars of resources. Hundreds of millions. Right. Going down a path that truly is not one that they're... That's um, a good path, but for someone else. That's right. And... One of the things we talk about is we were, as we started to, um, you know, we, we got a little signing bonus. We were making a little bit of money. People were telling us things should be a bit more structured. And we did structure things, but we mm-hmm. structured things about how we marketed the band, how we created a culture around the band. But we never really touched our song structure. So even in the studio, we would roll the tape for, back then things were done on tape, folks. <laughs> <laughs> we would roll the tape for, however long the song went because we didn't know mm-hmm. so on the first record there are three songs over 10 minutes long and that's not done no it was not done now. hallucinogenically right <laughs> by, the, by the doors the doors of course Morrison did that a lot uh-huh. and he improvised a lot and had you know Manzarek and an unbelievable backbeat and a, and a band behind him mm-hmm. but they were doing a, a different thing than we were we were mm-hmm. doing more alt punk rock so on that note we've talked about the hook mission vision values 
leveraging the identifying the gap, leveraging the gap, but also knowing yourself and which gap is yours to fill. That's right. So for you, it was alt rock, not gospel music. That's right. Or um, jazz. I wasn't skilled enough. So the parallel with leadership seems clear to me, right? So have, have a mission, vision, values, be able to improvise, have a strong culture where I know the people on my team well enough that if I go one way, they're able to adjust. And likewise, that if we're in a session, you and I and uh, talking right now, mm-hmm. I've clearly gone off script. <laughs> and Which I'm proud of you. I love it. <laughs> so we, And there are other people with whom I go off script and it's a problem. <laughs> There's a lot of editing no. to happen later. No. <laughs> so knowing your team, having good agreements with one another. Mm-hmm. So let's cut here and yep. go to break. Okay. And we'll be right back talking with Brad Cerconi about how do leaders innovate not only their brands, but using the lessons he learned from music to talk about leadership and right, being exactly. innovative as a leader. Yes, that'd be great. Cool. Thank you. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Metcalf & Associates is your trusted partner to create perpetual innovation and evolution in your leadership and business. Are you ready to innovate and evolve? Since its inception, Metcalf & Associates has been dedicated to helping leaders evolve their leadership mindset and skills and create organizations that can continually innovate to achieve results in a highly competitive and rapidly changing environment. We help leaders, management teams, and organizations identify and create the perpetual capacity to identify and implement transformative solutions necessary to meet their mission and create strategic advantage. Metcalf & Associates offers proven results backed by leading-edge research and a global network of accomplished consultants and thought leaders. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com. Maureen and her associates are ready to discuss your needs and tailor a solution to meet your goals. Move forward with Metcalf & Associates. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com today. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. 
You are listening to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. To reach Maureen Metcalf or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to info at metcalf-associates.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. We are with Maureen Metcalf and Brad Zirconi, and we are talking about the connection with banding and branding and how that translates to leadership. So you use the term differentiated Darwinism, and I think Darwin Awards, and (laughs) some images I've seen and some people I think should be nominated for Darwin Awards. So say more about how that relates to leadership and companies. That phrase came up. It wasn't that moniker yet. um, But in the band days, we would talk about let's doing something different that positions others so that we're blocking them or we don't have to compete against them Okay, because we'll lose. So give an example, because I think in the technology space now, Mm -hmm. we see, we talk about competition, collaboration. Collision. (laughs) Yeah, where I am both competing and collaborating with Mm -hmm. the same company in Mm -hmm. different situations. Mm -hmm. So is the goal to put people out of business? No, the goal is always to protect and build your own equity, again, as a brand, as a business, or as a leader. And so our idea was to build leadership traits inside the brand. Okay. If you look at Apple and Jobs, I mean, mm-hmm. Jobs is still inside every device. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is. Yeah, yeah. His he, emotion, his... his fingerprint is inside yeah. every device. And they have done such a wonderful job through innovation of their culture and leadership team mm-hmm. to the entire company that they have really sent many other verticals like the watch, you know, like the – the alarm clock, the radio, the phonograph record. It's all the, the newspaper. The home stereo. The I home don't stereo. Home st- it's all on your wrist now. So in that case, that's what we mean by differentiated Darwinism. And when Darwinism like that can align with, as you said, those unmet wants, mm-hmm. which I would argue in this case, these weren't unmet wants. These are just more convenient ways to get the things you want. They're all on your wrist. Because I didn't know I wanted some of them. You didn't know that you wanted them certainly right here on, on your wrist. On my arm, yeah. A yeah. newspaper on your wrist? That's crazy. Right? Yeah. Or in your phone or in your pocket. You have the Wall Street Journal. You know, I have the Times and the Journal mm-hmm. on my phone, which is in my pocket. I don't carry a paper that might get ink on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we mean by the strength of, of differentiated Darwinism in a, in a business. And so how does that translate to branding? Let's take it one step further. Well, you know, the, the, the thing that we look for in brands is, you know, if you think about a brand, a brand is a reflection of how the consumer feels about the brand. It's not a product. Okay. It's the impact of the product. It's emotionality. Mm-hmm. The game that brands are in is an emotional equity exchange. Okay. So a Mercedes-Benz not different than a Kia. Both are transportation, but they do fine jobs. And mm-hmm. since we're limited on speed, if we if we go by the law, they drive the same speed. <laughs> if we go, <laughs> but it is the feelings that they ev- invoke, right? Mm-hmm. When one gets in, one or the other. Just like listening to music, just like running a company, 
mm-hmm. and you get a wonderful letter from someone that says, you know, uh, thank you for XYZ product. It's mm-hmm. changed my life. Yeah. Right. And so one of the things that we talk about is when I talk about this concept of from banding to branding is we just added an R. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those R's that we talk about, we say, well, those are the only R's that matter. And that is, you know, kind of along the lines when, when we were thinking about this of, of leadership attributes. They're brand attributes, mm-hmm. but they're also leadership attributes. And the brand attributes we talk about in those R's are – are you recognizable? Because if, if you're not, um, it's not a good brand. It isn't. Mm-hmm. Although some brands purposely try to be understated, we would still argue that your understatement is recognizable. Uh, right. The BASF. It's not. That's right. What we do. It's we right. enable. We're what the product. You do. We're buying the product. That's right. That's why we called CBO or however however the ad goes. Is it relevant? So it first has to be recognized. That's great. You can be recognized and irrelevant. Think of many dying artists mm-hmm. and dying brands. Well, and dying companies that have been replaced by Airbnb and entire industries, entire industries, the taxi cab industry, mm-hmm. right? So you're recognized, you're relevant, but then are you revered? And that's the important word. And that I struggle with in the leadership space because we talk about humility, right? So so it's not revered big ego, no. but I think of people I revere because of their success and in part because they're committed to a greater good, not because they're – Right, and we don't need mean them to become the omniscient gods of a company. Okay. What we mean is the magnification of leadership through the company that might be based on humility. Okay, the, so say what you mean by magnification. You know, there's that old term my father used to tell me all the time. He would say, well, Brad, when I kind of moved out of the rock and roll business and got in the real business, my best friend who was also my – a second accountant who kept books on my other New York accountant that mm-hmm. I kept in Ohio <laughs> because I'm not I'm not I haven't fallen off the turnip truck just yet. <laughs> so they they would always say to me, the leader is the brand. It all comes down from the top. And in many cases that's true, but not all cases. Right. Because there agreed. is also a bottom up. Absolutely. Absolutely absolutely. Good point. And so what we mean by magnification is magnifying that humility, magnifying that confidence, magnifying mm. that adaptability, magnifying that agility. Got it. And, and it's interesting that you raise both humility and confidence. And while those seem contrary or two ends of the pole, in fact, when you're confident, there can be room to be a humble. beautiful humility. Of course. I don't have to upstage. Right. Now, I'm not sure in the banding Brit business, <laughs> in leather shorts or leather pants and <laughs> breaking well, guitars, if that humility plays. Right. But even the who, if you're going to speak of breaking mm-hmm. guitars, mm-hmm. you know, they matured over time. And, and you know, Townsend is still known as the godfather of punk rock. You know, mm-hmm. talk about what we were just talking about, about Apple displacing categories of manufactured goods. And, and mm-hmm. I think I have read articles that are up to eight to ten okay. uh, of the four or five that we just listed. You could look at the Who's music, and Townsend mm-hmm. invo- invented four types of categorical rock and roll. So he understood market okay. distribution. He did the first rock opera. 
Yeah. He's the godfather of punk with generation. <laughs> Who would do that? Right? <laughs> so the Sex Pistols happened after that. But uh-huh. Townsend and Daltrey figured yeah. out that. Yeah. Right? Then he did soundscape music. Or oh, thematic, I didn't know that. thematic okay. music. Everything was themed with him. Didn't always have to be just a rock opera. So that's three. And the fourth thing he did, which The Clash ripped off on their first record, is the Townsend came up with the idea of power pop, hence the windmill swing that he invented. And if you listen to Happy Jack and I Can't Explain, early, early songs by The Who, these riffs were ripped off purposefully to pay homage to The Who by The Clash. Oh, interesting. many okay. years later. Yeah. So just like bands will push forward legacies, mm-hmm. right, or mm-hmm. push forward automation, let's call it automation, okay. Okay. in rock and roll or in entertainment, mm-hmm. so do brands and businesses and so do, so must leaders, to your mm-hmm. flip phone analogy, mm-hmm. and starting mm-hmm. this you know, entire session. Yeah, don't segment. be the flip phone. Don't, don't be, be depreciated. Right. And the inverse of that, I would say, is what's your legacy? And well after you're gone, it should be a thriving organization. That's right. As a, It's a, just a basic hallmark. Good leaders leave thriving organizations. Yes, and I love that adjective, thriving. I think that's great. You know, to, to add to that, we were talking about magnification. You know, mm-hmm. the, the Who's music was magnified by bands that followed it. Okay. Leaders are magnified by their cultures and mm-hmm. the teams that are around them mm-hmm. and, and the, 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 the human resources, the human capital. Yeah. They're magnified from the inside out. There was an article not uh, – it was a while back that said that Apple is one of the few companies that actually Jobs thought it important culturally that the company never be called Apple Inc. It was Apple Inc. He said, no, we're changing the name to Apple. And because, why is that? Think of the feeling. Ah. If you work there. Yeah. Right? If you're going to say that the way a device looks on the in- outside is the same beauty it should have on the inside, then you can't say accounting will be ink, but the brand will be just Apple. Mm. One's very emotional and one's very financial. Okay. So that's a miscue of leadership. Mm-hmm. And, and he saw that. So that gets us to the point of alignment. And during break, we were talking about good bands that have a, a feeling to them and talking about dancing in clubs when, when mm-hmm. I was younger. Depeche Mode. <laughs> to Depeche Mode, I think. Let's tell them what your list is. We know your playlist, that was, Maureen. Yeah, that was Depeche Mode. And probably Can't Stop the World. What was that? That was a huge song. I can't remember. Personal Jesus. Yeah, that was big. See, now we're dating ourselves. <laughs> yeah. But alignment so, to bands. Well, and to companies. Yes. Right? That... You can hear it, you can see it, you can feel it. So alignment often seems like your ink comment, just some, of course, you have to be aligned. But the feeling of a band where you say, I know when that song comes on, it's from the who or you too. Because it carries a cultural attitude. It leads the brand of the Mm -hmm. band. I mean, our Mm -hmm. band was better at branding than playing. We were a better brand than a better band. And that's okay. We had to do what we had to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right? But, you know, people will say, I used to love this in rock and roll. People would say, well, you know, that guy's pretty smart. This guy's pretty smart. Or that band doesn't seem too stupid. It always irritated me. Because do you really think that Steven Tyler and Aerosmith got to where they are because they don't have brains? They know how to play chess. Mm-hmm. They know how to play serious chess. 
you know what Bowie did with his publishing rights or what McCartney has done in rights and business. These guys are great business leaders, may not be great businessmen, but great business leaders in what they're doing. Who happen to be musicians. Who just happen to be, right, in the entertainment business. Mm-hmm. But you were using that alignment in the in the break when we were talking about that, and I love it because there's another word that I use in, in branding, and it's called, it's resonate. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, resonance, mm-hmm. does it bounce off of you? Does it echo within you? Mm-hmm. That's why I said I think in every iPhone there's still a piece of jobs in there, right? Mm-hmm. There's this resonance. If you and I were to listen to an old song or talk to a leader that we love or know well, mm-hmm. they resonate in a way that can do what? Grow the company. Inspire, inspire motivate, engage, all magnify. the buzzwords right. for. Right. And not just buzzwords, but they are foundational. And they're the words that lead to the word inspire. thriving. Yeah. Right? That That's how you get to thriving. Innovative leaders driving, thriving. And the other inspiring leadership innovation. That's our right. trademark. Right, right. Our trademarked phrase is inspiring leadership innovation. It's through resonance. That that happens. Yeah. So if it doesn't echo, right? If it doesn't echo, that's what I was saying. These three R's of being recognized, being relevant, and being revered. Mm-hmm. Okay? And the revered the way that we talked about. Those things, once aligned, create mm-hmm. resonance. Well, and I'm thinking the inverse of resonance is discordance, right? Right. Chaos. And, and you know when you walk in a room where there's a discordant. Yeah, you feel it. It's called tension. <laughs> it's called tension, and it is not thriving. It's called suffocating. Yeah, it's anarchy. <laughs> right, right. And those are a lot of the organizational cancers that I'm sure that you guys have to work to deconstruct those barriers to mm-hmm. get back to thriving, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and as you say that, I think of a conversation I had this week with – how do we navigate toxic employees? That, mm-hmm. that discordance that you know when – I know when I'm facilitating a session and someone speaks and everyone has a look. And so that gets to something we don't talk about often, but you mastered it in your work, the leadership presence, the band presence. Mm-hmm. You had a persona, <laughs> right? That's and, what a brand And you does. still do. Yep. It's a different persona. You have yep. shorter hair now. Yeah. Well, I have <laughs> lesser hair. <laughs> <laughs> and as you said, my leather pants are made for a single-legged man. <laughs> well, I haven't seen your leather pants. Let's be clear. <laughs> you true. said that. Okay. Yeah, but <laughs> but you're right, and that's why you know when we talk about resonating being discordance, and you talk about vetting mm-hmm. the volatiles within a culture, mm-hmm. right? One thing that we talk about is brands have presence. Leaders must be charismatic, and we think charismatic is not a bad term. It's not a bad term. I can think of some really good leaders who are not traditionally charismatic. Right. They, they, you don't want to see them in leather pants. No, no. <laughs> that does, that's certainly not charismatic anymore <laughs> by any means. But, but the point is I have worked with business owners who are not typically charismatic, but mm-hmm. they may have an attribute about them. I think that's like the... their ability to, to solve problems or simplify problems. Mm-hmm. I worked with a with a very large manufacturer who invents things and mm-hmm. takes royalties on the things they invent from many other companies. And this gentleman was unbelievable at simplifying problems, handing mm-hmm. them back to us and saying, mm-hmm. no, build the brand around this. 
that to me is a charismatic attribute. Ah, okay, in so, so it's a different definition of than charismatic. the guy out front with yes. the big. No, no, no. For banding, bravado. that's fine. For a business, it could be the way they solve, mm-hmm. whether they have quiet leadership. I was going to say there are certainly people who inspire me, and they're not the person out front. Jim the, Dressel. Mm-hmm. Right? He was a quiet leader. He, he just he spoke softly and things happened. And I can think of some of the people I admire most who are very much that. But you know everything that comes out of their mouth is well thought out and yes. on target. It's back to resonance. Yeah. When they speak, not unlike the drum circle, you come into alignment with – that leader quickly yes. because they're good at consciously good at creating resonance. Perfectly said. And this goes back. I want to connect resonance to our earlier segment. That's why we go back and look at the gap. That's why you're ah, looking for that gap. Okay. That's where the resonance plays. Okay. You find that differentiation. That's where you resonate. And I create the alignment through my leadership, leadership resonance. For the entire culture of the company, right? I love that. Okay. So on that note, while we still sound smart, uh, let's go on break. Okay. Um, Get more coffee. Good. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Metcalf & Associates is your trusted partner to create perpetual innovation and evolution in your leadership and business. Are you ready to innovate and evolve? Since its inception, Metcalf & Associates has been dedicated to helping leaders evolve their leadership mindset and skills and create organizations that can continually innovate to achieve results in a highly competitive and rapidly changing environment. We help leaders, management teams, and organizations identify and create the perpetual capacity to identify and implement transformative solutions necessary to meet their mission and create strategic advantage. Metcalf & Associates offers proven results backed by leading-edge research and a global network of accomplished consultants and thought leaders. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com. Maureen and her associates are ready to discuss your needs and tailor a solution to meet your goals. Move forward with Metcalf and Associates. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com today. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. 
Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. To reach Maureen Metcalf or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to info at metcalf-associates.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. You're with Brad Sarconi and Maureen Metcalf. And we are talking about Brad's experience leading a rock band and how he's leveraged that into running a branding agency. And I would say more than that, his business acumen makes him also a business leader, business thought leader who happens to do branding, who happens to do banding. Just more interesting that he was a rock band guy. Um, So banding, branding, and business building, all built on bonds of emotional exchange that leaders must turn into equity. Yes, yes. So you have a list of leadership characteristics. I have a list of leadership characteristics. And we have discovered that we may use different words as Mr. Word Lover. (laughs) And yet we have a very similar sense underlying all of that. Yeah, I would say that... There isn't uh, any word on our list that we you know, originally did that's that's on yours that is incongruous. I think that they're very congruent, and it's this idea of how do we turn leaders into rock stars. And to be a rock star, we mean that he could be the— Or she. Or she <laughs> could be the quiet thought leader mm-hmm. uh, in the room that, as you said, knows when to drum, jump into that drumbeat at the mm-hmm. right time in mm-hmm. that culture and lead. Or the leader who understands what to do with that resonance uh, inside that culture. And I think two or three of the words that you and I were talking about when we are talking about leadership was this idea of reflection. And for me, that is one of the key skills that differentiates and allows leaders to move vertically or become more sophisticated as leaders. If you can't reflect, you're really not going to be able to continue to meet the challenges that we're facing right now. That's right. And I can't tell you, I've been doing, I I did banding for 17 years and I've been doing branding. Didn't happen overnight? No. (laughs) I've done branding now for 17 years. Okay. So almost 18 now. So 35 years Mm -hmm. experience of that. And what I've learned is that you can be – we can hand a great brand to a CEO, mm-hmm. but if they're only intellectually curious and lack humility and reflection, the brand will never launch. They'll go on to the next curious thought. Mm. And so reading you know, some of the things that you pointed me out in, in your publications was fascinating to me because we were making the same moves. I was telling you our reflection was we would mm-hmm. actually grade – Every song we played live, mm-hmm. it would get an mm-hmm. enumerated grade. 
Okay. We would write them on a whiteboard in the side of the truck. We used to drive around an old fruit truck. It was enclosed, though. It smelled like cantaloupe, which it could smell worse. <laughs> it was, I didn't say cannabis. I said cantaloupe. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard you. Yeah, it's good that it wasn't an old chicken coop or something. Exactly. But anyway, we would reflect, and the road crew had more weighted reflection than the bandmates. Because they heard you. They were the listeners. They we were too Objective. much in our own way. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So we would then take this data mm-hmm. and scrub it, write it down on our little black poetry books we brought with her or a ledger pad that we had back in the day. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, there Free were things. IPhone. This No, <laughs> there were things called pay phones. <laughs> <laughs> so we would look at the corner. Look, there's a pay phone. Stop the truck. <laughs> My point is we would reflect always and create cumulative scores with weighted averages where the mm-hmm. road crew outweighted the bandmates, mm-hmm. right? That was part of their equity share. They had, oh, a voice, interesting. they had a voice in the band, right? By the time we had played that song nine times, 19 or 90, we knew it inside out. We knew the best version to play when, how, mm-hmm. and with improv- and our ability to improvise mm-hmm. or stay curious – uh, stay humble by letting the road crew say, hey, we're outvoting you. And we say, you're right, you should. We don't have the objectivity. And the other one we talked about was collaborative. Yes. And so you've talked about different points of view. Yes. That the road crew could see something or hear something oh. that you don't. Oh, we would always say that the smartest guy on the bus, right, is the guy that is the furthest away from the front mic, which would be my mic. <laughs> but guess what? At the end of the night, at the very end of the night, mm-hmm. we, we had a we had a roadie that I took from Columbus, Ohio, all the way to England. Uh, we played in the old uh, 101 Club, which was an original punk club in London. That's I, I believe it's still there. But um, Geffen sent us to, to London. We did mm-hmm. very, very well there. That's where we got the accolade, one of the mm-hmm. best bounds out, bound, bands out of America since R.E.M. That came from London. And the point was is even when I would do radio interviews or we would do a show, you can't remember. You're lost in your own happiness. You're in mm-hmm. your free space. Your ability to be objective can't then come from your re- recollection of it because it's incorrect. Which is interesting as leaders that we don't always register that our experience is totally inconsistent in many cases. And sometimes contradictory to the mission. And it takes a trusted advisor from Mm -hmm. the outside Mm -hmm. in, someone such as yourself, in dealing with leadership, someone such as myself in dealing with, you know, brand essence, to say the scary thing like, (laughs) you're, you're wrong. Yeah, or the, this yeah. is what we think might be better to do, mm-hmm. and here's the rationale, mm-hmm. and let's not just run it by you. Let's run it by a committee who are the you know the total stakeholders of the mm-hmm. brand. We mm-hmm. have a phrase in Circoni that we said since the day I opened the doors, and that is, thank God we don't have to run the company, and the CEO doesn't either because the brand runs it. Oh, interesting. So – we would have partners, executive teams, mm-hmm. get in fistfights at meetings over marketing decisions once the brand was... With your clients? Oh, not with us, but between okay. partners in the business. Interesting. Yes, yes. Profitable, lucrative businesses. Yeah, this isn't Joe's garage door no, company. No, no. And 
we then decided, oh, we understand. This is called arbitration. So guess who the judge and arbitrator is? The brand. So we would say, well, guys, on page 14 of our brand Bible here mm-hmm. that we put together, the brand shall do this. So take your feelings out of it. The same thing with reflection, right? The brand is more owned by the roadies than the band. The brand guides the business. Right? And I would say the mission, vision, which inform the brand. Which inform the brand. Of course it does. Of course it does. Yes. The brand is not running is not <laughs> is not running ad hoc <laughs> out there. But but the point is, as you know, sometimes it can be held on to too tightly and get mixed up in executive teams and egos. Well, and I would say I think of other clients who got so attached to what the founder thought. And the founder's deceased, right? So 50 years ago, Bill Smith thought this. Well, that was when we didn't have computers. Right, right. So if you're still trying to run your company with the back of a napkin, because that's how Bill did it, you're not continuing to evolve. And so to your point, updating mission, vision, branding rather than a personality. That's right. That's right. And, and that's what I mean by a distance of reflection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The other thing that the other thing that we talked about was the idea of magnifying, mm-hmm. right, revering that leadership so that it can articulate itself back through the culture. Well, it's this culture that again gives us this distance to say, I'm the leader. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm wrong. <laughs> I mean, I worked on an entertainment brand that was that that does a lot of gaming technology in bars and restaurants. Okay. Um, throughout the the it's it's international brand, mm-hmm. and the leader there came from a very regimented company prior to that, and mm-hmm. I won't say the name of it because everyone will know it. And what was amazing about this individual, and I loved absolutely loved working uh, on his behalf regarding the brand Mm -hmm. is his ability to adapt to new information Mm -hmm. and know when to pass the ball as a leader when he couldn't supply the right Mm know-how for that information. You know, we talk about leadership and often I think we don't make the distinction that as a leader, I need to know when to follow and when to lead. If I have a good team, I should not be leading everything. That's right. That's right. And I do have a good team. And thank goodness. (laughs) Right. Because there's stuff I shouldn't do. Right. Right. And I guess I learned that from this gentleman that I hadn't Mm -hmm. seen much of that. A Mm -hmm. lot of times it was holding on too tight. And in his case, I think because he came from such a large platform Mm -hmm. innovation business to begin with, Mm -hmm. he understood quite well. It was great to sit, you know, in in, in the back of the car and let somebody Mm -hmm. else drive a while. Because he could learn from it. Now, I'm not saying that he would stay there. As soon as he understood that information, he'd be back leading again. Well, and I think that's an important distinction is I don't abdicate. I co-lead. Right, right. And there are times that with Mike and I, there are times he takes the lead. There are times I take the lead. And some of that's improvised and some of it's not. But we both know there are agreements about how we work. Right, right. It's not we're elbowing each other out of the way. Right. That's great. It's a dance. Collaboration. Mm-hmm. It's a dance. It's a Tai Chi move. It's a, It's not as structured as ballroom dancing because I'm not that coordinated. <laughs> More of a Tai Chi move. 
I got you. So, yeah, to your point, both and so on, ours inspiring followership is a delicate balance because mm-hmm. followers, I think, want to have confidence that their leaders know what they're doing, but they also want to know that they know when to step aside and invite somebody else to collaborate. So you, having the non-band members take a stronger voice, I think builds confidence in your leadership. Yeah, and, and I, I just didn't know any other way to get real data. What I wanted mm-hmm. was the truth mm-hmm. to make us better. I was looking at performance. I don't mean performance on the stage. I mean band performance for growth of a brand mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that happens to be a band. But mm-hmm. I had product sales. I had T-shirts. I had album sales. I had CDs, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's that's the merch we needed to move. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to know from them what's working and what's not. So and, and that was our limited data. I'm not saying it was scientific. It certainly wasn't. But it was some kind of way to utilize data from a source at mm-hmm. that time, more mm-hmm. objective and therefore a better source than myself or any of the bandmates. And I think that's a back to the point, and I realize I'm repeating myself, but how often have I left a room thinking that went well or that went poorly, and then I get feedback later that's diametrically opposed to my perception? There you go. And I'm relatively perceptive. Again, if you're in an art form where, mm-hmm. you know, where you're actually getting lost in the art form, you can't be. Mm-hmm. You can't be perceptive. It's like you're induced in the music, right? You're part mm-hmm. of the magic, so you can't judge the magic. Let somebody else judge it. I think I'm at Disney. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> so we're coming near the end. Is there anything else we want to hit on leadership characteristics? No, I think I think um, those are good. I think the other thing is to push the envelope a little bit. We talk about, and, I, and again, reading your publications and, and thinking about what we do with brands, mm-hmm. I like this idea is it's okay as a leader to sometimes push the envelope. I've done this with CEOs, mm-hmm. to push the envelope in what we call the irrational difference, meaning that always being rational and predictable – Ah. As a leader may not be, as you know, may not be the best juice for the company. Well, and I have a different word for that, not okay. irrational. Okay. <laughs> Post-conventional. Okay, very so good. So we know what social convention would have me yes. do. Yes, I'm not being stupid. No, right. I am very thoughtful about what moves us beyond the current thinking into the new frontier. Right. And of course, from the brand side, we are trying to, and I totally agree with that, we're trying to create some kind of provocation mm-hmm. inside the culture through the brand. So mm-hmm. if you think of this idea of an irrational difference, you know, to bring it back to music, punk rock was rebelling against corporate rock, mm-hmm. right? It was doing the opposite mm-hmm. somewhat, and it doesn't have to even be in music. You know, think about the idea of the erasable pen that never worked, but we all still used it. It's irrational. It doesn't function well, but it was so magical. You had to erase it like six times because you could still kind of see it. Mm-hmm. The point is that somebody, whether it's an inventor or a leader in that case, or had to have a bit of irrationality in their culture to even, you know, push that idea through the corporation. Mm-hmm. So it could be that. It could be Ford when they said, hey, we don't want any government money. We're going to make the car. I think they used Microsoft. They're going to make the car a cabin to communicate. And that was a decision they made. It's an irrational decision in what was happening at the time. But, boy, right now I'm happy to be in a communicative cabin. Yep, push a button and have my garage right. door open. My right. uh, soon I'll be able to program my Nest from my 
console in my car. There you go. And I'm happy about that. So a little bit of irrationality, the way you put it. What was your Post, phrase again? Post-conventional. Post-conventional. <laughs> or irrationality, I think, is important for a brand yeah. or a leader every now and then. So thank you. I'm going to do a real quick recap. Yes. So the idea of finding the gap, knowing what opportunity is created based on the change that we're seeing in the world. Can I fill it appropriately? And is it mine to fill? Do I have the right team, the right resonance? If I don't have that, I shouldn't fill it. <laughs> we shouldn't try no. to fill it because that's a You should pass fail. it along for someone else to <laughs> fill, maybe, but we don't fill it as a company. So know, know what the gap is, know what's mine to do, and then be a rock star. Mm -hmm. Have the presence, have the resonance to be able to inspire my team, collect data and reflect and build and experiment. That's one of the things I talk about Improvise and experiment. But leaders have to be able to experiment, learn from the data. It's not a failure. It's a it's scientists gross. learn, scientists improve. So being the scientist, I, I realize there are too many metaphors, the, the rock star and the scientist, but you've Sounds demonstrated. Sounds like a Coldplay song to me. <laughs> but you're giving examples of this kind of scientific approach mm -hmm. to your music mm -hmm. that you don't use that wording, but I would say almost maniacal in some ways. No, you were right. That's a great word. Maniacal? Mm -hmm. We were. I mean, we were data slicing. Mm -hmm. All kinds of things and positioning and re-experimenting every night and positioning, mm -hmm. repositioning to see what worked. So, Brad, thank you. We are out of time. How would someone reach you? Circone.com, C-I-R-C-O-N-E.com. And hopefully we will do another one of these segments because this was fun. Yes, it was. It was great. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So think about rock star leadership, rock star branding. Brad Cerconi. This is Maureen Metcalf, Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. Speaking of data, I would love to hear your feedback, either info at metcalf-associates.com or on Facebook at Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. We do value very deeply your feedback, and we do adjust our show based on it. So please let us know what you're thinking. Thank you again for joining us this week. Please tune in for another edition of Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope you'll join us then. Drive and thrive and have a great week.